Hello, and welcome to Earth Body, a podcast designed to nurture your mind, body, and soul. Today we have on Alice McConnell, the founder of Freedom From Thought, a mental health service page on Instagram. So Alice, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, My name's Alice. Um, Like you said, I set up Freedom From Thought, which is a way Instagram account providing mental health and support and everything wellbeing related. Um, I work in mental health, you know, full full time as a job already. So that's one of the things that instigated it. And uh, my background is I have a psychology degree and a health psychology master's. So yeah, that's my background. So you said your job title now is in mental health. Um yeah okay yeah I work for a mental health organization and we give one-to-one and group support to yeah adults over 18 in the Fermanagh area it's actually based all over Ireland but I'm based in Fermanagh that's great um so today we're just gonna wing it because you know we'll see what comes up (laughs) because yeah so we were literally just talking about before we um pressed record um about toxic positivity so I thought we'd start today just kind of just addressing some of the things that you know we can maybe fall into that isn't actually that healthy um for example I was saying this whole no no good vibes only it doesn't sit with Mm -hmm. me well personally um so what do you think Alice I totally agree. Um, I remember that that little saying coming out, and you know when it, you could buy it in shops and stuff. And it's at the time like you don't think about it, but it's actually more damaging than it is good because you're not going to go through life and have all good. And it's actually like the mistakes and the you know the negative times where you learn resilience where you get your strength and your maturity life isn't good vibes or good times only like it, it doesn't work like that that's totally unrealistic and that's where toxic positivity comes in on social media because this whole idea where people think that other people are positive all the time or happy all the time or don't have any hardships that's it's setting everyone up for failure because you're going to look at that and think, well, why am I, Why do I wake up sad? Or especially if you are struggling with your mental health already. But even if you're not, um, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's so unrealistic. It, it doesn't help anyone. And there does need to be um, more things put out there where people realise that you can't, like there's things you can't put in place to be positive and get yourself maybe out of a rut. But you can't be positive all the time. That's, it wouldn't be healthy. No, I completely agree. And I think people need to realise that there is good and um, bad in all things. And mm-hmm. like life is about balance. And I think as well, when we suppress the bad things about ourselves or the perceived bad things about ourselves, mm-hmm. like that is so damaging for like our bodies, our systems, our mental health. And like, it's about us, like, finding a way to express maybe that darker side like um 
I'm studying um, drama therapy and last week in class um, I played a monster <laughs> like I was like this monster and I was um, like growling and I was crawling on the floor and like I was saying to my teacher after like I was like I felt so liberated and he was yeah. like because you stepped into the shadow something that you don't normally express and it's about like finding healthy ways of like expressing them maybe um darker shadow light shadow like um aspects of ourselves because there's so much untapped creativity within mm -hmm. our shadow and our dark side and I think it's not talked about enough no um and even people who are aware of the shadow I think they fear it which is so ironic because when it comes down to it you picture your shadow or your darker side as this big angry scary monster but actually when you strip that all back it's like this little scared inner child that's like what's at the pit of it um, and you're it's like loads of clothes on a heap like you're trying to get to the to this wee child that's been smothered by all this stuff like societal pressures and <clears throat> toxic positivity and stuff like that and when you get to that little inner child, which is really tough, like it takes time to do that. Um, you, you're like you said, you release, you release that child, and then then you can start to be creative or um, express yourself in different ways, and just learn how to live and learn how to play again and laugh and be joyful. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting what you said about like the shadow being like this monster. And like mm -hmm. back in January, I wrote a letter to my shadow. And it's weird what kind of comes out when you actually like contact like this part of yourself. And I've started to see my shadow, not so much as my inner child, but my twin sister. And I have like this image of like this like darker version of me kind of like with like <laughs> eyeliner and like black hair. It's like I want to see of her I think there's um actually the goddess Ayana I don't know much about goddesses but there's actually a story where she goes down to see of her sister in the underworld but I like to see that as her shadow like going down to see of her shadow and it's it's actually interesting because she as as she goes down in that journey she has to take off a piece of clothing so it's like stripping away that um armor of like protection I like to think of it like as like stripping away and being vulnerable and then diving into the shadow mm -hmm. and then immersing up to the surface as like this whole person like this whole part of yourself um if that makes sense <laughs> no it does that's really lovely I must look that up really yeah. really nice story um yeah it actually all comes down to fear and um there's actually a man I follow he's on Instagram and he does podcasts and stuff Jerry Hussey and he always talks about how there's um the, like the main number one emotion ever in the world like it all comes down to like it all comes down to love but there's fear behind love because you're you're scared of um you're scared of committing or you're scared of rejection or you're scared of regret um so it actually all comes down to fear even though you might look and be like my dark side is like I'm um, I'm angry or I'm jealous or whatever it is it actually all comes down to you're scared 
yeah. so you have to really look into like what are you scared of what is it that you're scared of um but I have you know I know we're near at the end of my like shadow work I don't think it ever ended yeah. I don't think it ever ends because life goes on and things come up and um, but it sometimes I hit like not writer's block but like mind block um you don't know where to go with it and I don't know if that's a part of the process or I'm just lost um but sometimes I actually be I struggle most with finding what is that what is my darkness like what is that part of me I don't know where to go with it mm. um but yeah you do the key thing is just realizing that we all have it and this you know I look at put this toxic positivity as if you're sitting in an exam and you so you get the results back and maybe you didn't do too well it's actually the answers that you got right they're out of your head now because you got them right um but the ones that you remember and the ones that you'll actually learn from are the mistakes because you'll go back to your teacher and probably look at them specific questions you'll go over them and you'll probably get them like ease them the next time because you really took your time to go over them and you don't want to trip them you don't want them tripping you up again so it is your mistakes your shadows all those little errors that push you on in life and actually help you <laughs> more yeah. than more I would actually go as far as say more than just gliding through life with no problems which doesn't happen on anyone but yeah no 100% I, I read um a book recently it was called feel the fear and do it anyway and it basically explained how like no matter what way the situation goes it's good like you either learn from it or you know you get you know the success or like that kind of yeah. idea that you want and I think something that really kind of stuck with me was say yes to your universe so it's kind of like trust in the process like if something isn't going the way you want it to go just mm -hmm. kind of see what happens because maybe there's something else unfolding that actually is like better and it's just kind of about like, trusting that process yeah because yeah yeah and I, what it could take years it actually could take years for you to get to a point and think well that you know, five or 10 years ago when nothing happened to me, it really affected me. I was like heartbroken or I was just so down in the dumps, but it's not until now I realized, holy God, like if, if that actually did go the way I wanted to at the time, that would not have been the life I want now or it just wasn't meant to be. And I'm so grateful. So it might take time, but you should just always trust the process and, and have faith in what's coming your way because it is meant to be yeah I know 100% I think with toxic positivity as well like I'm thinking back to me maybe like a year ago like I used to like suppress like them feelings that I was feeling maybe I was feeling anxious or you know just feeling down and like I would go to work and you know I'd be like hi how are you like that kind of like masked version of myself and it was so draining like I would literally come home from work and I was completely shattered and I was like this like I wasn't living in alignment I wasn't living in my truth it was just so like I was holding so much in my body because I was just suppressing 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 because of this, this the, 
I can't talk the standard in society to try and be positive all the time and it's just it's not it's not good for you <laughs> no it's not and um even there with just with relationships in general work relationships friendships and romantic relationships say, take a romantic relationship if you're going to enter that relationship and be this positive ray of light and you never show your partner when you're sad or when you're down um, and they will get a shock then maybe a couple of months down the line and you do have a bad day because they and it's not their it's nobody's fault but they've just got to know that person that never has bad days and is always positive and smiling and um yeah it's a sh- it's a shock for them you ha- kind of have to see it both ways and see see them like friends and with work relationships and stuff like being yourself it, like it's actually the only way to go because it's true to you and you'll know then who really is your friend or who really wants to be with you because they're taking you for what you are from the beginning there's no surprises and um, nothing in between you've been honest they they're seeing what you get and um, and then that makes you feel good because they're accepting you just the way you are whereas live like going being positive all the time or never getting angry or whatever it is deep down like you're part you're you're like you said you're suppressing your emotions and how you actually feel and it makes you feel worse because you're like well they're only accepting me now because I am doing this so I'm just going to keep doing it yeah no 100% like that's my mom always said um like when I'm entering into a relationship like start as you mean to go on and I always have and like like that it has worked um but yeah, no, it's, it's so interesting, though, about that whole, you know, looking for acceptance. And it's mm-hmm. weird, though, when you stop doing what everyone else wants you to do, people do slip away, but also other people come in. And it's about finding people that's right for you, because if you're not living your, your truth or being your true self, you're surrounded by people who aren't aligned with you. <laughs> like, yeah, so you're exactly. Just, you're not going to be happy or fulfilled from that because you need someone who's going to like match you and who you are and vibe off each other instead of this kind of like we're just being masks and we're not being true people and it's just I think you can pick up on that too like I know I would be very sensitive um to other people's energies like um I can see right through people's masks like it's like it's hard for me especially it's the, the more I've I've taken my own mask off the more I can see other people's I think that's kind of how it works and people I used to work with like you know they'd be the same as me you know putting on a mask you know happy happy positive positive but I could like feel the pain like I would even get a sore shoulder sometimes talking to people and it was just like this isn't even my pain this is someone else's because like they just Mm -hmm. felt like as in I was the same but they felt like they had to hold it as well yeah why like why are we doing this to ourselves yeah I don't know like we put ourselves through so much and I think it all does come down to the fact there's a miseducation not maybe not even a miseducation maybe just completely lack of education when it comes to what you're talking about we all well we don't I know some people still make fun of this but most of us know that you know know that that energy 
and mental pain does manifest itself physically. Um, like I, I actually follow a woman and I don't remember her name on Instagram and she will explain um, knots in your shoulders, what that means or um, womb issues and stuff or, or like sore back, sore knees, sore joints and how it actually relates to energy issues or emotional issues I'm not saying if you have any of these like go to your doctor but it's very interesting to read up on I would suffer massively with my shoulders the knots that are in there and actually since lockdown I haven't had them as bad because I think I'm accepting myself more I'm having like we were talking about earlier I'm having my alone time I'm doing all the things that make me feel good that pre-COVID I always thought I never had time for because I was too busy either working or socializing and just just forgetting about them really <clears throat> but it definitely energy manifesting I'm the same as you um I think we're all empaths but I really really do pick up on other people's energy to the point where I can affect my own experience somewhere um, or make myself feel bad if I feel that someone else, if I'm at a party say and I feel like someone else really isn't enjoying that party, I won't enjoy it either because I can just feel it from them that they're uncomfortable or, and I've had it said to me like, why are you with, why are you over with that person and or um, taken away from your night or you know blah 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 but when you feel that when you feel their energy it completely just I don't know if you feel the same but it just does come over you and you can you can really really tap into it and you like you feel pity because if I was in that position I'd want someone to help me Mm -hmm. and I do think that that's when I was talking about the lack of education I feel if you if you really did look into this and um, we could all help each other a lot more and there would be a lot less bullying and bullying happens in the adult world as well and a lot less judging and you've heard it before you know like the person who might be horrible to you in the shop or push in in the queue take a step back and don't react because they're they're coming from the place they're probably hurting you don't know what's going through their mind or what news they've just been told mm-hmm. and if we all took this view in life I think our communities and just the world in general would be so much more accepting and helpful and approachable yeah 100% and I think one thing that really kind of like has always stayed with me is that anger stems from pain and every time now that like I see an angry person or like you know someone who's just in a rage or just kind of has them characteristics like I feel so much empathy for them because they probably don't even know that it's stemming from pain because maybe they're not aware of it but it's just that empathy that we need to have as a society is so needed because when you have empathy it's kind of like you have forgiveness so a beautiful exercise I done um recently it was all about like letting go of resentment to anyone who's ever hurt you in your life and what you had to do was you had to visualize that person beside you and you had to visualize light around them and you had to tell them everything they taught you 
like maybe it was a lesson that you learned from that person and then you um you wish them all the best and you wish them all good things in their life and I swear to god I could feel the shift of energy coming out of my heart and I was like I've been holding on to like resentment so much and like we don't realize how much we are storing in our bodies oh it's crazy yeah and that's one thing it's maybe two years ago now I um I I, I was about to say I hate the word hate <laughs> it's so hate hate is actually so common like I really dislike the word hate and I remember two years ago it was my personal um, account I had put up like I dislike the word hate it's uh, and it's like it comes down to I actually feel there's no need for us and I feel like you're brought up in society to feel like if someone does you wrong you should hate them which no that it's not I'm not saying have to be best friends with them but actually hate only does you wrong um it's like that thing you know it's like expect holding a hot stone and expecting the other person to get burnt you know it, yeah. it completely it just it just clouds your whole head I don't think there's any need even and I know this might sound a wee bit intense but our words and the music we listen to and the tv that we digest really really have an effect on our lives and I was talking about this a few weeks ago how um if you listen to songs these days and um, the language is awful I know I sound like a really old person like a granny here but it's not what if I had children I'd want them hearing on the radio um even some of the the shows on tv they're very like I don't know it's violent and I think the words like and it's it's nobody's fault but um the words that were programmed to say even from an early age like hate um and just nasty words in general that that come to be so normal when you hit a certain age and you don't realize until you take that step back and listen to how you're speaking about people or listen to how you're describing things um, or even look at the music you're listening to, which I've been doing lately. And um, it's not until you actually look at all that you see how much that plays a part in your life. So I did take it on myself about two, year, two years ago. Well, I, I'm sure I've used it in two years, but not to use, not to say hate or not to use the word hate. And if I come across hate in a book or I stroke it out and always replace it with, dislike or something you know I know that's like <laughs> maybe over the top for some people but it makes me feel so much happier just yeah. stroking it out replacing it because there's actually no need for that word the words are to say it so it makes yeah no I think it comes back to like the power of words and like we like coming back to energy like we don't realize how much um words or like our subconscious is picking up on these words that we're saying and how that might affect our system and it's just I completely get what you mean I think we don't think so it's a kind of like creating awareness around what words are you speaking um what words are you speaking so, 
I live beside a road and it's a really nice day and there's just <laughs> there's motorbikes <laughs> going across <laughs> so apologies um but I completely like get what you mean like I started to listen listening to more um kind of like meditation music and like orbiting frequency and like sound bath music and they just have a completely different effect on your system like I used to you know listening to like you know dance music all the time which is great the odd time but I actually can see how that actually isn't good for my system all the time like even when I was sitting out in the sun today I was just listening to you know um like kind of like hot hits kind of music and I actually felt really drained after about half an hour of listening to it because I was like it just it wasn't it's good for like you know so long but that constant like it's like noise do you ever um, notice some people have to have constant noise whether it's like the television on or like the music Mm -hmm. going and it's like there's something behind that it's like weirdly programming you as well because your subconscious is like programming all the time yeah I actually know people who can't go to sleep without the tv on and which obviously, but that's a comfort, that's a comfort to them. Um, but yeah, with, with the music, I, I'm the same as you. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of music with no lyrics, just just like melodies sort of. Um, and you just feel lighter and you could, you could, you could listen to them on and on nearly like all day because there's, there's nothing really behind them, only like peacefulness or... Um, and yeah, it has a massive, massive part to play. And the, going back to the talking about heat and energy and stuff, this is where I think it should actually be brought into schools for, for children to learn about, like you said, the power of the words. And um, because children are like we sponges and they, they soak up everything they hear on TV or even their parents, they're listening to everything, even when you don't think they're listening to you. They are. <laughs> They'll come back and hit you with something, maybe like you yeah. said, um, a curse word or something. Like they listen to everything, and um, like I don't remember being in school and ever really learning about how your words could affect someone else. Like we did learn about you shouldn't bully and stuff, but but like going back to the playground and stuff, words were thrown about, and which hurt you at the time because you couldn't see that that child had probably heard it and was just just regurgitating what they heard. I think ch- there's a lot of pressure on children to learn maths and English and science and whatnot, but there's very little on like treating people with kindness. And you might have the odd bullying day, but mm. anti-bullying day, but it's, it's not that intense. I think they could do with more and with mindfulness and um, you know meditation and yoga and stuff I think and because everything starts from childhood um, and I know a lot of the issues that I would have uh, faced in adulthood with confidence and being self-conscious and really just having no confidence in myself stemmed from childhood and from one particular teacher just ridiculing me anytime she could and picking on me making me stand up if I couldn't get an answer right you know and just made me feel stupid honestly it wasn't until secondary school I actually realized I have a brain and I'm not stupid (laughs) and and teachers teachers are great but I'm just 
using that um, experience because I think people misjudge children and don't realise the effect they can have on them. And you don't, just because you're five or six, you don't forget things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like there are, you know, there are traumatic experiences that stick out and um, it doesn't have to be trauma in what we think, like abuse or anything. It could be like that experience I had with the teacher making me stand up um, because I couldn't get an answer right. That has stuck with me for life because and I've always went back to it when I'm stressed about exams and stuff because it's made me feel like I'm stupid and I remember talking about this with you before because if you said you were the same yeah no 100% like um I'm dyslexic but um like it really affected how the teachers like treated me like I was always quite good at maths but because I was dyslexic I was in like the lower maths and English group and like like literally like I just remember feeling like so stupid and like it really has always stuck with me it's kind of like that kind of like limiting beliefs like a lot of it's like I'm not good enough but my not good enough was that I'm not smart enough and like that is beyond the truth like I just maybe have a different way of learning than other people and like I just wasn't like I was just kind of like wrote off like as soon as I was like you know she's dyslexic or she doesn't get it and it was just like I didn't have the support or like guidance I needed I was given a label without even understanding what it meant apart from that kind of you know she's stupid (laughs) like it was so traumatizing no but it it is it is so so traumatizing and you actually do carry it well you carry it your whole life you will always remember that time but you do have to work on it because you know you wouldn't push yourself out there or say I would not set up that page or went to uni if I was just going to let that one traumatic experience stop me from being educated and you know getting on with myself and you do have to like what you say those little thoughts that I'm not that I'm stupid or I'm not good enough it is just a thought and it's not fact and it's not even fact just because someone has made you feel that way and I think I think everything kind of stems from childhood is because when we were born like we were this like beautiful whole being like we were perfect like we still are but it's like we've forgotten that and through our childhood childhood we like started to split ourselves away like for example mine was I'm not smart enough or you know your attachment style is so important within this as well like what attachment style do you have and it's about like diving deep into that and finding these answers or like reasons why you know like what is holding you back because for me it definitely was that belief that I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't smart enough but for someone else it could be something completely different and it's about finding these things and rewriting the story and be like you know what actually I'm smart I'm not stupid I'm not gonna let you know a system tell me I'm not good enough because I am good enough I was born good enough we are all good enough and we, we have to like let go of these like it's like an illusion you're trapped within like this illusion that you've yeah. up throughout your childhood and you're like that's not me <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is like if a friend came to me or if anyone came to me and said I'm stupid or like I'm not good enough to do that I'd be like no hold up a mess you are more than good enough I like I would never think that about anyone but we we think it's so easily about ourselves and we don't even question it. We don't. It's like, yeah, that's true because someone someone said that, so it's true. And it's like, but if someone said that about my friend, I would be totally <laughs> back in them and totally, 
no, no, no. Um, it's kind of actually it's laughable in a way because I don't know what it is that blocks us from saying that. It's like the same circumstances, but when it comes to you, it's like, oh, I'll just believe that then I'm stupid. Um, yeah. And then it actually, like you were saying about the label of being, of you, you know, when you were dyslexic. And when I hear that word, like I hear of like the way it was thrown about in schools mm-hmm. to people, like, you know, you know, the ter- it's, it's so common. Like I know so many people who have it and it's just, it's very common. And um, but. At the same time, in probably more secondary school, it was thrown about as like a slur or a way to offend some, and the same as some other really horrible words are used. Um, and that's where I think this is where we need to educate. And I do think it has to be children because like children progress into secondary school and carry these things with them. They need to be educated on words like that. Like you can't, you can't use these words because there are people who are living with that experience and it just completely, well, it traumatises them and ruins their whole childhood. Yeah, no, it, de- it definitely, like, still is, like, a trigger word for me, even though, like, I've addressed mm-hmm. where that kind of um, has stemmed from. Like, it's, it's really strange, actually. So I did, like, a, a hypnotherapy thing. Like, uh, it was kind of like a, a workshop thing that you did um, online. And it was like finding where the moment you didn't feel good enough. And I literally could see it. I was, I think I was like six years old and I like was getting tested and there was like adults all around me. And I was like, it was just, it was so overwhelming. And like, it was basically like them telling me like, you know, you're not good enough. And like, it's just, it's just mad how like that stuck with me then, like throughout my adult life or like my teenage years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just crazy. It's actually, it's such a weird moment when you get to adulthood and you pick these moments out like that are stopping you from pursuing things because in one sense it's a relief because you're like that is why I feel like this about that that issue or this offence but um, it's really sad because I remember like the experience and I was telling you about the teacher the first time I actually realised that was stopping me from um, doing things that I wanted to do but just had no confidence in doing. I remember there was an activity where um, you look you look at yourself in the mirror and you picture yourself at that age as a child and you give yourself like a hug uh-huh. and you tell, you tell, yeah, you tell that child um, they are good enough and you know they're smart enough and they can go on and do whatever they want to do and I I cried I was so emotional because I was actually picturing that we that we girl you know that teacher was making stand up and it was just actually even though it was me in my head but I was so sad for her but so happy for me as an adult because I was breaking through whatever that teacher was saying and it was just such a release but I still I still always come back to that moment it's not like you you it's not like you come you do that and then that moment just leaves your mind like it'll still always be there but it's not as painful now or emotional like I can talk about it and I know the way that teacher made me feel wasn't right and you shouldn't make a child ever feel like that Mm -hmm. um but it has actually taught me in a way in a very hard long twisted way that um 
you just really have to reframe your thoughts and you don't believe everything someone tells you yeah I think as well like the way you were saying like you 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 give yourself a hug or you give your younger self a hug um it kind of like reminded me of like the mother archetype and how when you're on the healing journey like you're learning to mother yourself so a lot of the things mm-hmm. that like my therapist does in therapy with me like she actually does that but she makes me think of the scenario like what would you do to comfort that child and usually I say you know give it a wee cuddle have a bath and you know give them words of like comfort so then I myself have to go and have a bath I have to give myself mm-hmm. words of comfort and I have to give myself a wee hug before I go to sleep <laughs> that's so lovely though isn't it they're so powerful though because I actually have an avoidant attachment so anytime like I would be upset I would always go into a dark room and cry by myself and no one would even know I was upset well I didn't think they knew I was upset anyway and um it's just like learning like them healthy ways to you know comfort yourself instead of me just dis like disattach I can't what's the word I literally lost and I detach myself from like reality and I go into like a, the void basically by myself um, and it's just finding ways to like comfort yourself that are healthy because these neural responses we have to like you know like if something like bad happens to us like we don't even we're not even conscious of them like we're not because it's just like an autopilot response yeah, you're not you're you're completely oblivious, and then you might get to the point where you are aware of them, and it might scare you, so you run away and try to push it all under the carpet. Um, and I actually find this maybe more so with men. This is a big thing with men when they get to a certain age, maybe 50s, 60s. You know, depression is prevalent in that age group, um, because they have spent their whole life running away from these fears mm-hmm. that probably also date back to childhood. And taking on that whole male archetype where boys don't cry or, you know, you don't get too emotional and stuff. And you just really have to catch that early and be open. Like, there's nothing wrong with being open and communicating. There's nothing wrong with crying, being emotional. It doesn't come down to being male or female. It it doesn't actually matter at all. Um, And the best thing for your health and your mental health and physical health is releasing all that releasing all those emotions and crying is the best release of all yeah you don't have to do it every day but (laughs) you will you know once a month or whatever you know crying is this massive it's like tension you can't see tension but like crying is your closest thing to seeing it and just a massive release yeah, I think as well with, um, you know, mental health issues, um, it's about like going back to the root. Like I would, um, you know, I'm not against medication at all, but it very much, um, I think it should only be a short term thing um, because it's not getting to the root cause. Like the doctors seem to want to easily give you a medication, but they're not actually asking like, why do you feel this way? You know, you should go to therapy first, maybe um, dive deeper into this because, it's so important like I think you're not actually healing it at all by taking medication you're just numbing it again and it's actually making it worse yeah you see this is actually one of my I always say this at work and um I said it recently at work was that they need a place they need like a mental health A&E like 
completely just for mental health where people can go and people are you know your g you have to think gps have so much going on in their brain and a lot of a lot of the things they learn when they're in university is physical and illness and stuff and they're so clever and completely i have so much admiration for them but they're not superhuman you know they're not you, they can't deal with everything so um i think when someone goes to them with mental health issues and they're given medication that's really all they're educated on whereas people should be encouraged to like you said go to therapy or um holistic therapy or you know um <clears throat> talk at least try and talk about it first before medicating um and there's loads even just completely looking at your lifestyle like i know um i know people who just who were diagnosed with mental health issues and completely just were were against medication and changed their whole lifestyle and um are all the better for it and never touch medication and you know they started by getting up early having cold showers having a really good plant-based diet exercising meditating yoga and reading and everything and learning not being scared of their diagnosis but learning about it and talking about it as just as if they would talk about anything yeah. and that in itself is a massive release and I think medication scares a lot of people um, because they think oh well I have this mental health illness I have to go medication and while it can really help some people it's not your only option and you can go down the holistic route um, and be healed like you do you don't always have to use medication so it's just helpful to know that. Yeah, and I think as well, it's like about like emotions like aren't out to get you. Like these emotions of anxiety or depression, like they're there for a reason. Like your body's trying to communicate with you. Like your body is so smart. And the fact that your thoughts are directly linked to your emotions, it's like looking back at that mm -hmm. thought process. What is bringing this up? What maybe needs to come to the surface? What do you need to express? Like what isn't in alignment? And it's just, it's like asking them hard questions but there's actually so much reward at the end because you're just like getting that release and I think it comes back mm -hmm. to knowing thyself and as we were saying about like stepping back into childhood what actually might be holding you back what actually might be bringing up these emotions you know finding the root cause because like for example I this time last year I would have been crippled with anxiety but it was because I was completely not living in alignment at all. Like, as I said earlier, like I was just wearing a mask for society. I wasn't being true to myself. And that that had an effect on my system. And my anxiety was trying to tell me that I wasn't living in alignment. It wasn't trying to hurt me or, um, you know, make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It was actually giving me a message. It was like a message from God. Like it was horrible, but it's yeah. like that it was like that wake up call. <laughs> I know but you say it was horrible at the time but you're looking at that now like well I, I needed that like that's really helped you to get to the place that you are in today 100% yeah I know it's it's weird how you look back at like the darkest times in your life and you're actually like that was like where the most lessons and the most growth lie as you were saying earlier but now I'm just linking it to my own life oh, and I'm it's so true <laughs> No, 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 totally, um, totally agree with that. And would you have said that that time of your life when you were filled with so much anxiety, had that anything to do with you setting up your page? A hundred percent. I think I went through such a shift. 
and like completely overcame anxiety in such a short like I say overcome anxiety but anxiety was there for a reason um but like within such a short period of time like I dove deeper and like it was just gone like obviously I still get anxious sometimes but at least now I'm getting anxious about you know normal things that I should be anxious about but like before I was just constantly in a state of fight or flight like anxiety over everything like I couldn't sleep like anytime I wake up like my heart I'd be having palpitations like and because it's invisible it's so hard to like <laughs> explain to yeah, people what you're yeah and um, it's actually good that you touched on anxiety because um it's so common um and I remember doing a post on anxiety and getting messages like oh my god I like I can really resonate with that and I didn't know that about it and um I think it's just really helpful to remember that we all experience anxiety at least once in your lifetime like you do we all have little bits of anxiety but it's when it's coming to a point where it's completely affecting your daily life and you're um like you said you're getting those heart palpitations and sickness or you know putting things off or you know putting plans off and that's when you do actually need to reach out and seek help and that's when you need to talk to people and it's so important to realize that you're not the only one experiencing that even though there's not a lot of people talking about it and there are so many people experiencing it and like I have no shame in saying I've experienced it Um, and I've actually went to the doctor maybe when I was about 21 or 22 and talked about it um and like he offered me medication I didn't take it um but you know I got myself to a place where I I have maybe wee bites of anxiety here and there but not um to the point that it was when I was at that age and it's totally you know it's totally manageable you shouldn't have to go through life and um, waking up with butterflies or like you said heart palpitations or shakes or anything like that you don't have to live with it like that and um, I just wanted to put that out there because I know it's so common especially now in lockdown yeah something that it's really weird like after you know I've started my healing journey only a year ago and I feel like I've I've came on so much and just like like under a year like it, it kind of blows my mind I'm like holy shit it's like I've, I've been through a portal and I've came out the <laughs> other side <laughs> but um weirdly now like I've noticed how much my emotions and body are my ally so um I've always hated like speaking up in class like I'm quite extroverted by nature but I kind of have that um neural response to being back in primary school and you know I'm not good enough I'm stupid so my neural response is it's like I don't like speaking in classrooms um but it's really funny if I want to say something in class now I get really anxious and as soon as I say it I'm not anxious anymore so it's like my body's way of telling me you need to take action you need to speak your truth and it literally is just like that release again <laughs> yeah it's like and it's like an adrenaline rush too when you actually go for it that's one of the things I would have struggled with and I would have put off saying something in class and then maybe someone else would have said it and the teacher would be like 
oh fair like well done and I'd be thinking oh Alice have you had a set <laughs> but um is that organ um I was just uh yeah I was loving that but um oh, I've lost my train of thought now what I was gonna say oh yeah the, the public speaking and stuff that's actually what I would have struggled with and I just finished a mindfulness program on Monday and there was a group of us and it was on Zoom and he had said to us he had put a question forward and wanted one of us to answer it but he was giving it giving us a chance to come forward Mm-hmm. and nobody like there must have been about 15 to 20 people in the class nobody would come forward and I wanted so but I don't actually know what was stopping me and I was like well I just and you know that whole awkwardness with like pressing on mute and saying someone else might do it so I was putting it off and he said I find this really interesting because I just want you to sit for a minute and ask yourself why is nobody following here and here like none of us are why so I said, I was getting that urge, so I just did it. And I was like, I'm actually laughing here because we're all in the same boat because none of us want to be, make a fool of ourselves or be judged. But I bet you nobody, nobody's judging me or laughing at me. They're probably thinking, oh, she's brave. She just did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know if someone else had us um, came forward, I would have been like, fair play to them. Yeah, I'd never be judging or laughing at them. And even if someone got up in front of the class and stuttered or fail I wouldn't laugh at them I'd probably actually be like oh I want to give you a hug but when you're in that position in a classroom of people um, and you do have issues with public speaking it's just you want sometimes you just want the ground to swallow you up it's but when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and do it you feel brilliant definitely and it's so weird though like why we fear like judgment or being laughed at so much like it's like why do we take ourselves so seriously like, like, I don't know either <clears throat> it is it, because I, I right you have to be realistic there are people out there in the world that of course just would probably laugh at you and there are people out there that mightn't be overly nice to you if you did make a mistake and do you know I have had comments in the past and it's been embarrassing but then again if that's coming back to if someone is doing that they're hurting like there's something going on with them and yeah. it's nothing on you and it's probably they they actually admire you <laughs> and that's actually it's probably more a compliment if they are going to comment but most people are really good and aren't judging you but you just have this fear Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's people born stars out there that don't get that public speaking fear, but for people listening who have that public speaking fear, I completely know what it feels like. It's terrifying. But my tip is don't don't go through your life always being scared of public speaking. Put yourself out there and um, do it. Get the, the main thing is get out of your comfort zone just really slowly but surely. Like that, that's why I started doing talking videos on the page and stuff. It was to help people, but also help myself with me public speaking. Because that was like, I was in my head, I was like, well, if I can do a video and put up my page, that's one step. Because like, I'm not doing it in front of anyone. It's on social media. Yeah. So if I can do that, surely I can get up in front of like a group at work and speak and, you know, and it does help. But like, I definitely have seen an improvement in my confidence regarding that since doing that. So 
because you'll if you if you never push yourself out of that comfort zone you'll come to 90 or 80 or whatever age you live to and you're not going to think of the time you stood up in front of the class and maybe fail or stuttered you're going to think of the time you you stood or you sat down and never put yourself forward and you'll regret not just doing it yeah it's like it's like when the opportunity like presents itself like just go for it and I think as well like I was very much like this time last year like I was so in my comfort zone like I was literally like wrapped up in it and I didn't realize how much as like individuals we are constantly meant to be growing and expanding and that only happens when you like maybe like challenge yourself or step out that comfort zone and it is uncomfortable at first like yeah. I know when I made my page I did like a live launch and I was talking and I was so nervous and it's just like I've came so far from there like I'm happy enough to chat away now and it, it feels great yeah. it actually feels so aligned with my purpose I, I absolutely just love chatting <laughs> yeah and it comes so naturally I just I just love these conversations um, and <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. Like, no, I'm- I love like um, we're yeah. Oh no, I loved it too, and I love um seeing because we're from such a area in Fermanagh. It's it's nice to connect with someone else who's from Fermanagh because it's such a small area, and I know a lot of people struggle with the things that we've talked about, and with confidence, and you know, to put yourself out there sometimes is seen in a negative light but it shouldn't be and if you if you are thinking of doing it or doing a podcast or making a page just go for it and do it because the support you get when you do it is unbelievable we do actually have such a lovely wee community we do and I think more than willing to support you I think the more we share our story the more like you'll realize like you're not alone in this like this is universal these emotions that are coming up and it's like building awareness around how we can work through them and they aren't your enemy they're not trying to hurt you and you can get through this um and it's just taking them them steps and like seeking support thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i think me and alice could have genuinely talked on for hours um but thanks again 